Well, I confess to you this morning that I made a mistake while on our trip last week, actually several mistakes, but we won't talk about those. But the lack of sleep and the hours in an unair conditioned recently unair conditioned bus, must have gotten to me. I was reading the latest post from the Norwalk, Iowa Facebook group, and I commented. <laughs> I know. I know I should have known better what was I thinking, but I jumped in. The post was about the old Norwalk Warriors mascot, the face of a Native American man with stereotypical First Peoples warrior wear. I'm of the opinion that such images, while I'm sure created for harmless reasons, probably shouldn't be used anymore. As they promote racial stereotypes, we are better than that. It is offensive to many people. So why would we want to do it? For that reason alone, especially after our horrible history, committing genocide that we believed was God's sanction, the very least, literally, that we could do is respect the feelings of those who are the ancestors of these native peoples and be kind. That's what I think. So I made the mistake. After reading this thread that was filled with racist and offensive language, diatribes against political correctness, and how people just shouldn't get so offended over things, I thought, hey, someone needs to say something good. So... I did. I commented simply, I am glad Norwalk changed their logo. Period. The end. Moments later, a minute later, a fellow Norwalkian who I'm sure I've probably shared majorite with or shopped with on the Isles of Scots replied to my comment by insulting me with racial and homophobic slurs. Yes, he then deleted his comments, so I guess all is right with the world. Now, a few weeks ago, the same Facebook group, they were debating the flag of the Confederacy that one of our neighbors to the north flies proudly along the highway. And some of the things written on that thread, if you really want to be upset, then go read that. Horrible, unkind, insensitive, and incredibly racist comments from our neighbors. One of, our, one of the friends of many of our, of our youth group, a young African-American woman who just graduated from Norwalk High School, boldly and very level-headedly shared her perspective growing up in a white, predominantly white community. And she was immediately ripped apart, slurs thrown her way, hate shared on Facebook. What is it? With forums like these, Facebook and other social media where we feel like this lack of personal connection gives us the freedom to say the most horrible things to our neighbors. We cry freedom of speech and forget our call to be obligated to our neighbor. And it leaves me wondering, why is kindness so unpopular these days? Now, if you think the Norwalk, Iowa Facebook group is bad, you should see the Capernaum, Israel Facebook group. Now, someone post, posted recently, I just saw a rabbi eating dinner at Matthew the tax collector's house. What has this world come to? 
and the comments. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness, they write. Doesn't that rabbi know that if he eats with someone like him, he will be contaminated like him? Who? Who could eat with such trash like that? I choke on my food. That Matthew was a big government Roman liar and a cheat. Someone should feed him poison. Unclean, unclean, they comment. And to post after post, Jesus' comments remain the same. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners. Over this summer, we've been looking at the weird and wonderful practices of being disciples together. And the practice of hospitality, our subject today, is pretty high on that list of weird things. In our culture today, hospitality is an industry. We pay people to be hospitable to us, custodians, bellhops, servers, flight attendants. But we don't strive to do this ourselves. It is something we hire people to do for us. Personal freedom, winning arguments, that's what our culture values. But Christian hospitality is not an industry. It is a way of life, a life modeled after Jesus. Now, in Jesus' culture, strict social norms said that you could not eat or associate with someone who was unclean. And people who were non-Jews, the Gentiles, were the most unclean of them all. Now, Matthew is a Jew, but Matthew's profession as a tax collector, hired by the Roman authorities, has him guilty by association. And to eat with Matthew makes you guilty as well. Jesus, thus eating at Matthew's table, becomes unclean, not even able to enter the temple to worship. Yet Jesus doesn't care. He shows hospitality to Matthew, actually seeking Matthew out. And then he calls Matthew to follow him and accepts Matthew's hospitality in his house, eating his food. The religious leaders are offended at Jesus' action because everything he does is against their religious teaching. And so what do they do? Well, they do what we all do. They start spreading rumors on Facebook. They criticize what Jesus is doing. And Jesus' response is simple. Go. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. We need to learn what this means. Now, my challenge with this sermon is likewise simple, and that's good, because after a week on the road, I'm tired, and I need something simple. Right, Mark? Just, just, just lay it out simple. It can be said in multiple ways. It can be said in a song about us being sunbeams for Jesus. We could just say be hospitable. Love your neighbor as yourself. Desire mercy, not sacrifice. But at the end of the day, it can all be summed up in two words. Repeat them after me. Be kind. That's it. Be kind. That's hospitality. Kindness. Welcoming others, sharing food, sharing life, opening the door for someone, listening to someone's story, showing empathy to their story as you try to put your place in their shoes, seeing life through their eyes, not insisting on your own way, but giving up your rights for the other. Be kind. 
And our world needs kindness. Our world needs hospitable disciples, the people of God modeling for our society what it means to be kind, to welcome people, even those we don't like and don't agree with. So what would happen if in Norwalk, Iowa, we were known as the church that shows hospitality? That when you walked into our church building, there was always someone at the door to greet you, shake your hand, show you the way, hand you a bulletin, and learn your name. And if you'd like, by the way, to volunteer to do such things, I'm accepting (laughs) nominations from the floor. Uh, No, just let me know. We'll sign you up. But hospitality is more than just welcoming visitors, though that's a big part of it. It's building a community of welcome and love, where everyone inside of that community feels the grace from one another, where we don't give in to the temptation to gripe about others and to listen to other people gripe about others, but we lovingly put up with one another, realizing that life together is messy, sometimes literally, by the way, you should have seen that church bus as it pulled into the parking lot yesterday. We share our life, and it is messy, we don't always get our way, and we don't always get to see things the way we want to see them. We're forced to look at life through somebody else's eyes, and yet through it all, we always show kindness, forgiveness, and love. But notice in our gospel story, Jesus doesn't just sit around church and wait for Matthew to come to him. Jesus is on the street. He goes out, seeks Matthew out, and when he finds him, says, follow me. And Matthew follows Jesus right back to his own house, where there Jesus gives Matthew the gift of hospitality, shows him kindness and acceptance. I was reminded of this on a Friday night on our way back from General Assembly. We were in Chicago and were welcomed in by the Church of St. Benedict, a church that is led by the priest Heidi Haverkamp, who is a daughter-in-law to Kate Ron. And Adam Freeberg showed us all around Chicago and just walked our feet off, went to a pizza place, the best pizza in Chicago, Lou Minotti's. And as we were there, he ordered our pizza for us. He said, everybody get drinks, and we're about to pay for the meal. And Adam pulls out his card and said, hey, uh, uh, Heidi and I are going to pay for this. And I said, no, you're not. And he said, Heidi and I are going to pay for this. I said, no, you're not. He said, you're going to let Heidi and I pay for this. I said, no, we got this. We're going to pay for you. And Adam just kind of looked at me and he said, are you not going to let me show hospitality to you? We're going to pay for this. And I said, well, crap, I'm preaching on hospitality tomorrow. (laughs) I guess you're paying for this. And that's what it is. It's something simple as that. Welcoming people, sharing a gift with others, showing kindness to those who enter their house and showing kindness When others enter your house, it's going out to where people are and taking God's kindness to them. So I have two challenges for you today. Pretty simple, keeping it that way. First, look around this place, your church, and see who you need to be kind to. Who needs that welcome, that kindness of God in their life? And then, once identifying it, go and do it. Share God's love through a conversation, a phone call, a card, a gift, a hug, a handshake. And then second, I challenge you to do this, to take God's loving kindness out of this place into Norwalk and beyond. Let's have a hospitality campaign. Now, I'm not, I'm not kidding about this. I want to hear some stories 
from this. Go around Norwalk, wherever you are, and seek out ways to be kind. Maybe start on the Norwalk Facebook group. Leave a few kind uh, uh, comments throughout. When somebody goes off on something, just say, hey, I love you. Isn't it a beautiful day? I don't know, something nice. Share good stories. Build up this community quite literally. But even beyond Facebook, everywhere you go, share the hospitality of Christ and the grocery store as you say hello to people you know and those you don't know. Be kind to employees of the businesses you visit. Surprise someone by paying for their meal behind you in the line at Taco John's. I'll be there at uh, 12.30. (laughs) Don't get impatient at the traffic light or when that person in front of you doesn't turn when they're supposed to. Write a note. Send encouragement. Visit someone who is hurting. You are smart. You have an imagination. Use it for the kindness of God to share Jesus with others. Yes, you're free to do whatever you want to do. It is a free country, and you can offend people along the way. But we are disciples of Christ, and we are obligated by Christ to love our neighbors as God has loved us. For Christ calls us to desire mercy, not sacrifice, meaning it does not matter that what we worship How we worship, what we give up for God, what matters is if we show mercy to those around us. Ultimately, that is what God is calling us to, kindness, mercy, hospitality, and to call the world to join us at the table of Christ, where we are all welcome. As Christ has welcomed you, so Christ welcomes all people. Let us now sing of the welcome of Christ. We will sing, they will know we are Christians by our love, verses 1, 2, and 4, as we prepare to come to the table of Christ.